What is up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Connor, and welcome to the very first episode of the Mustang Podcast, your home for everything for your Westfall Mustangs. In today's episode, I will be previewing the Week 5 football matchup at Piketon. Now, Westville and Python, it's one of the rivalries, I guess you can say, within the SBC that I look forward to every year. Python and Westville, you know these two teams go head-to-head. It's going to be a great game every time, and that's the same thing with basketball. Now, Westville coming in is coming in off a win against Huntington, a blowout win against Huntington. Uh, they're 3-1, and one, but the only blemish on that Westville record is uh, the Adena game where they got Let's just, I'm going to put it nicely here. We got chewed up and spit back out uh, against a very good, very talented, gold ball winning Adini team. Now, Python comes into this game one and three. Now, despite their record, they are a very good team. They are big. They got big receivers. They got big linemen. And just overall, the talent on that team outweighs the record. Now, now Python coming in, their only win on the record came against came at Southeastern 46-16. The other two games that they dropped was a was excuse me was a uh, 32-64 loss against Adina and a loss against Paint Valley. Now, here's the thing about Python that nobody really knows. They got a their head coach's son, I believe, football players. I know you're in the live chat. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I know their starting quarterback is the coach's son. I haven't had much time to watch film on these guys. About as much film as I know that I've seen as I know they like to throw the ball a lot. And the receivers are big. That's about all I know. Now, when you look over at the Westfall side, we got tons of talent on that side of the ball as well. We got an athletic quarterback in Marcus Whaley, arguably having one of the, his best year as a starter, and this is his full, full first year as a starter. Uh, we got a running back. We got that dual running back. We got Andrew Browning. We got Trey Keaton. Trey Keaton last game showed out against Huntington. And, with, and then we got the big boy on the edge, Luke Blackburn, uh, has two career touchdowns on the year, but he can run those routes that I haven't seen a big man at the high school level run personally. Now, the thing is with Westfall is they're undersized. It doesn't matter what sport, if it's football, basketball, whatever, we're undersized. We're a small team compared to everybody else. And what, as a smaller team, we have to be more, I don't know, looking, looking for the word, more competitive. We're a competitive team, don't get me wrong, it's just that mistakes and early penalties have shot us in the foot badly. Like every once in a while, we'll get a good, I don't know, 15, 
sometimes 20-yard run up gets you know held back by either a blocker in the back or holding. It's those small things that kill us. Here's the, it's this, so we take those penalties out, we'll be fine. That's one of my keys to the game. Limit those penalties. Now, I look to the other side of the ball, our defense. Our defense has been playing great. Rex Brown had two interceptions last week. Todd Shield had an interception. If our DBs and corners can play to the level of those big physical Python receivers, we'll be fine. Here's the, Python likes to throw the ball up a lot from what I've seen. And what they do is every once in a while, they'll run the ball. Try to keep you honest, but Python's one of those teams that you just got to watch out for. This is a league where anybody can beat anybody. And in the next segment, I will get into the keys of the game and how that stacks up. Back with the keys to the game. And something that was brought up to me uh, after last week was one of the major setbacks that West Bowl will have is without uh, they're starting our starting right tackle and defensive end Nate Allen. Now, if you watch the game, if you were at the game, then you understand what happened. So late in the game, uh, Nate threw a punch to an opposing player. Now, that's a big blow to us because he was like that main, I want to say main anchor of the, both the defensive and offensive lines, even though Hunter Provasco plays center from time to time. And without that big uh, key part and both of our lines, the other end of the, the guys on the on the line is going to have to step up. Rather that be Porbasco at center, rather it be one of Josie Keller, doesn't matter who it is. One of those guys has to step up in order for us to make an impact. We got to keep Marcus Whaley protected and we got to give him enough time to throw. I've seen time and time again last year and this year where they, where defense would rush, I don't know, X number amount of guys, and Whaley would have to break tackles on his own. It's like the protection wasn't there. And when you don't have protection, when a brother in the back gets hurt, bad things can happen. Now, let's move over to now one of the key parts. I think of this whole Westville offense is we got to establish the run. Got to establish the run. If we can get Trey or Andrew or whoever our running back is for this game, we got to get them going. If we can get them, you know, 10, 5, 3 yards a carry, I w- that, that's acceptable. You have to establish some sort of run game before you can get the pass. Because if you establish that base uh, run game, then if the pass isn't working, you got something else to go to that is working. One of the many sayings is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's that's my mentality. If the run is working, don't lay off the run. But if the pass is working, don't lay off the pass. But defenses are no dummies. Because it will get to the point in the game where the defense would either lock down your receivers and take away the pass, or they'll put eight guys in the box and take away the run. So you got to have sort of like that flexible offense. Excuse me. You know, when we look at Adina, for example, they love to pass, 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 pass. You know, throwing a run every there, every once in a then, every once in a while. But they were their quarterbacks, the league, the conference leader and pass yards. 
by by a long shot. And I and when we look at a team like Southeastern, you know, the first game of the season, Southeastern shot themselves in the foot. They run that bunch formation. That's that's the best way to call it, like that bunch formation where they just cram everybody up to the back of the center and the offensive linemen. And they shot themselves in the foot later in that game because they didn't pass. It's the same formation that Zirkoville runs. And when I look at a team like St. Trace, they were an option team. They sort of ran that same formation. But the main part before I move on here to the Python keys to the game is don't stick to one thing. Unless it's working and you got the ball rolling, you're getting yards, you're getting first downs, you know, whatever. As long as that is positive, as long as you have a positive gain or a positive outcome from whatever it's doing, rather you run, rather you pass, stick to it. And if it doesn't work, don't go to something else. It's, it's, it's that easy. Now, when we look at the other, when we look at the opposing team in the Piketon Red Streaks, this team is good despite their record. They got big receivers, and they got a big O-line and a D-line. So let me let me uh, read you off some of these uh, some of these heights and weights for the uh, Python offensive line and defensive line, just to give you a little bit of perspective. We first off, we got six three three twenty five, and the biggest guy that they have on both lines is. The biggest guy that they got weight-wise on the both lines is 400 pounds. Now, I've never seen a 400-pound high school kid in my life, but I would imagine that you, like, this guy, you got Iowa and Wisconsin looking at him. I mean, from just by judging, uh, he's 6'1", 400 pounds, uh, senior. Judging by that height and weight, this guy looks like he can play on the line for either Wisconsin or Iowa. And those are two schools historically that breed offensive and defensive linemen. Obviously, their quarterback, coach's son, great player. He knows how to throw the ball deep. But like every great quarterback, they make mistakes. Every great quarterback makes mistakes. Doesn't matter who it is. They like to throw the deep ball a lot. If RDBs and corners can get back enough and they can stay with those big physical receivers and our line can get some pressure on that quarterback, he will make a mistake. You know? Let's go over to the Westfall side of the ball real quick. Our average, our av- I think our heaviest guy is 223. 6'2", that's our heaviest guy on the roster. Why am I picking him out? Because in a nice way, I want to single him out a little bit. Him being the biggest guy on the roster, you know, we average anywhere from 155 to 193. Also forgot, we have a 6-foot, 215-pound, 215-pound freshman. On our team as well. But 
you know, we have anywhere from 131 to 200. Most of our guys that play on the line are somewhere within that 180, 145, somewhere around there. And that's just, just going off the base, the list that I'm looking at. Yes, we're undersized, and yes, we we may be outmanned on the line, but that doesn't matter. Uh, offensively for Westfall, like I said, we got to keep Whaley protected. Keep him protected. You know, the, these past few weeks he's been doing these Lamar Jackson break six tackles, run for a gain of three yards. You know what I mean? And we just can't keep having that, and we can't have him get hit is what I'm trying to say. Next up, I will give my game uh, prediction and final thoughts. Okay, uh, honest, folks, I was just informed uh, as of the time of this recording, which is 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. I was informed that Nate Allen is out for both the Python game and the Uninoto game. Uh, that is definitely a big loss for us, but I think we have, we have uh, guys who are willing to work on that line and are willing to step up uh, as the next, as the main guy. As the saying goes, next man up. That's how we got to play these next two games. Uh, next man up. And yes, uh, one of the football players brought up to me, too. Uh, referees are going to be a factor. You know, I'm sure those of you that know me, it, you know, it, it's a fine line between, I can, I can rant on and on and on about officials. But the ones that really bug me the most are the inconsistent ones. I'm sure several of the players that I have been here are the same way. But it's the inconsistent ones. You know, the ones that are calling all the fouls on here, like, you know, calling everything on us and then Bailey calling anything on these guys. You know what I mean? It's the inconsistency or it's the, how do I say it? It's the obvious calls that are missed. Like if I can see something up on the roof of a box clear as day, and I'm the furthest away from the field. If I can see something that's clear as day, don't you think the referees should be able to see it right there? And there's how many of them? Four? Doesn't make any sense. But anyway, let's get into the game picks. Of course, you got several factors. You got Nate missing. You got the officials. But that being said, I think this team is, is willing to get dirty, willing to work hard in the trenches. You know, the battle's won in the trenches. It's on the line. It's you against the other guys. Battle's won in that area. Uh, with that being said, you can, you can call me a homer, but I'm picking a Westfall win. Uh, score prediction is going to be 24 to 13, low, score, low scoring game. And with that being said, I am out. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week for the Union Auto Preview. Thanks for listening.